0: You're listening to the Engaging Missions Radio Show, episode 55 with Mary Ann Adams. Welcome to the Engaging Missions Show, where we discover God's glory and what he's doing around the world. Each week, we hear from missionaries, ministry leaders, church planters, and disciple makers as they share about God's work in their lives and ministries. Hi there. Before we get into this week's interview, I wanted to take just a minute to give a quick update on Engaging Run. As some of you know, I'm training for a 5K in just a few weeks, and I'm wanting to use that to raise some funds. Well, now I can share with you who I want to raise those funds for. There's an initiative to translate training materials for the Ukrainian church. These would be materials that church leaders can use to learn theology and to be able to share the gospel and all of that stuff. And I'd really like to help support this. It's actually being uh, led by a former guest of this show, Caleb Suko. So if you'd like to stop by engagingrun.me, I've got some more information about that. And now into this week's interview. All right, let's get started. I am super excited to have Marianne Adams on the line with me today. Not only is this exciting for me because I get to talk to another person who is out sharing the love of Christ with the people around her, but Marianne is connected to the church that I grew up in. Now, it might be surprising that you'd find someone out doing the kinds of things that she's doing who was connected to a church in the bustling metropolis of Jamestown, North Dakota, but she did serve there as as the children's pastor for a few years, and now she's ministering the love of Christ in Indonesia, and I am so looking forward to hearing what God's been doing there. Okay, Marianne, I've told a little bit about your story, but would you kind of fill in some of the gaps for us? Take a minute and just tell us a little bit about yourself and the ministry.
1: Yes, thank you so much. I am so um, excited and grateful to be with you today. Um, yeah, I was I was born in Montana. I accepted Christ when I was five years old. Um, I was called into ministry when I was in junior high, and I went to um, Trinity Bible College and graduated with a uh, biblical studies degree and a minor in children's ministry in 2003. Um, And then I went to minister in uh, Ripon, Wisconsin. Um, as their children's pastor for four years and received my credentials to be a pastor with the Assemblies of God. Um, And then I went to uh, Jamestown, North Dakota, where I was uh, the children's pastor there for seven years. And then God called me to minister and come to Indonesia and actually um, minister with... uh, My uh, sister and brother-in-law, who are in um, South Sulawesi, an island in Indonesia, Um, I have been here since last May, and... uh, and been doing ministry. Um, one of the main things that I've, I've done is I taught at the college they have there. Um, I taught uh, six um, potential ministers and college students. I taught them a children's ministry class. Um, along with the class, we did a uh, children's outreach where the students could use their. Um, what they had learned in the class and uh, teach actual children. And, and we did a feeding ministry and where they would teach uh, Bible stories and lessons. And we saw uh, amazing results from that. Um, in where we live, uh, we are the only foreigners. And so uh, that means that uh, not, there are not a lot of people that speak English there. <laughs> So for me, that has been difficult, so I've had to learn the language as much as I can so I can communicate with people. Um, my sister and brother-in-law help with that because they are fluent in Indonesian. Um, but at the same time, uh, I've, I, in the class, I had to have an interpreter and everything. Um, but, so there's some challenges there, but God has opened doors for us to minister there.
0: Well, wow, Marianne, thanks so much for sharing that. You know, as you've been sharing what you have going on, I keep thinking about the wide variety, the, the broad range of life experiences for someone who was born in the U.S. and now living in Indonesia. Can you share with us a little bit about what your life is like? Kind of just give us maybe just a minute or two of the flavor of your life, what it's like where you are now.
1: Um, yeah, uh, we actually live out in in the country a little ways. Uh, Palopo is actually a, a smaller a town in Indonesia, um, so we actually kind of live on a farm with with animals and and uh, things like that. And we drive in into town. Um, my sister homeschools her, uh, my two nieces, and her. And my nephew um and uh, we just kind of do ministry on a day-to-day b- basis as needed um yeah
0: <laughs> okay yeah so thanks for sharing that you know the the idea of living in the country maybe we don't always think of it that way so that was that was good to hear and i hadn't even thought about the educational thing right now the the fact that your sister does the homeschooling that makes a lot of sense yes. Now that we know a little bit about you, one of the things I like to do as we get started is to get a little bit of the 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 flavor or the taste of kind of what fuels your life or a foundation for how you minister the love of Christ. Do you have a, a meaningful quote or maybe a scripture that you can share with us and then share with us how that has kind of shaped your behavior?
1: yes um I actually came across this the other day and um that I want to share and lately this is something that God has really used to speak to me um it says uh, any fool can count the seeds in an apple but only God can count the apples in a seed um even uh coming to Indonesia I I often find myself in awe of uh, that God has called me here to reach children and and people and um, unreached people groups. Um, uh, I'm a, I'm reminded each day that my my job is to simply plant the seed that God has given me, and only He knows um, how much those seeds will harvest. Um, I was reminded of this when I when I taught the children's ministry class. Um, just thinking about, you know, we, we teach people and we plant seeds into them and uh, and then they in turn will take that into their ministry, into the harvest field. And who knows what God will do with that and how he will use that in their lives to reach people that I will never even know.
0: Well wow, that that's cool. You know I I don't think I've ever heard that particular quote before. Do you know who who that quote was from?
1: I have to find that. <laughs>
0: okay, no worries. I'll I'll see if I can find that before I put together the show notes. And I and for think
1: those Schuler. I'm sorry? I think it was Schuler.
0: Okay. I'll make a note of that. And for those listening, uh, I will be doing my best to make sure that we've got all the attribution and stuff in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Mary Ann Adams. And that's Mary and Ann, kind of the two names, not Mary Anne, like you'd spell it uh, like Gilligan's Island. Now, <laughs> yeah, I know. That's how it goes in my head sometimes. <laughs>
1: that's sorry. Right. Yeah.
0: So Mary Anne, I really appreciate what you've, um, what you've shared so far. As we get further into this, one of the things that I find kind of connects people is hearing about a challenge or a struggle. As we look around our lives, we can kind of get what I call the Facebook effect. It looks like we're looking at everybody else's highlight reels, and we forget that everybody's life has a blooper reel as well. Would you (laughs) mind sharing with us a time when you faced a significant challenge or a failure? And then share with us what God did in that time.
1: Uh, Yes, I uh, I was thinking about that as as I was reading through that um, that question. Um, In my life, there's been how I got here. I think that's what I'll I'll share. the greatest lessons I've learned in life, God has always used children. Um, and the greatest lesson I ever learned was from a nine-year-old girl named Mambari Toa. Uh, when I moved to Jamestown, North Dakota in um, 2007, uh, I was there for a month, and I went to uh, kids' camp Um And while I was there, it was the Tuesday of Kids Camp. I I didn't know anybody. I was just starting out. And uh, we took a team, a group of kids, to the public pool in um, Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And while we were there, um, the the little girl, uh, Mambari Toa, she actually drowned in the pool there, uh, which sent my life into a... uh, uh, spin just absolutely chaos, and um, I, w- I witnessed it, and and everything. Um, I just I didn't know what to do, and it was very hard because I didn't talk to anybody about it, and I held a lot of guilt in my heart. You know, of could I have done something? What could have I have done different? And so uh, that happened in 2007, um, and I kept going uh, through that. I had to get counseling and thought i was through it and then there was a lawsuit that came up so i had to relive the whole thing and uh, i literally it almost pushed me clear out of ministry um because i just uh, it was just too much and i couldn't do it anymore and um but while that was going on god was working and uh God just told me that I needed to try and take a sabbatical from the church. So I went to the church and asked them and, uh, fully thinking that they would say no, but they didn't. They supported me through it. And, um, well, I was on that sabbatical. Um, God just really used that to speak to me, and um, I was sitting in in the room and reading a paper on on bitterness, and God just spoke to me and said, "I want you to read this, like your bitterness towards me." And that was the first time I realized that through the whole thing, I I had developed a bitterness towards God, and I just started. Just weeping and crying, and as I did, um, the Lord just told me uh, to to just shout out, "I forgive you, God." And at first, I I just couldn't do it, and I couldn't do it, and I said, "God, you're going to have to help me do this." And the Lord said, "Okay, well, I'll just take you back to the memory of that day at the pool and." And he did. And when he did, I shouted out the words, I forgive you, um, God. And when I did that, he actually gave me a vision. And he took me back to the pool. And he said, "Um, where's Jesus? And Jesus was standing right next to me. He said, where is the Holy Spirit? And the Holy Spirit was with the little girl. And he said, where is um, God? And God was in the pool and everywhere else. God just spoke to me and said, um, "See, I, I, Jesus was holding my hand, and He would never leave me or forsake me. That uh, the Holy Spirit was ministering to her, and that God is always in control in the midst of chaos and in the midst of tragedy. And then He told me that He was going to give me perfect peace." and that um, I was to go from there and share that comfort and love with others. Um, it's even a miracle that I can even talk about it today because it it obviously really um, rocked me to the core. But uh, through that, I started believing that I could truly do anything that God asked me to do because before that, I didn't believe that. <laughs> but through that, um, God, God showed Showed me that I really could do anything that I could that he asked me to do, and also I just um, recently found out that. Um, I have always prayed for the family of the of the little girl and uh found out recently that um her siblings are actually going into ministry and that the family is now back at the church that they attended when it when it happened and that God is just doing amazing miracles there. So that would probably be the most challenging thing that I have ever gone through.
0: Yeah, I, I think that would be a tough one to, to top, not that we would want to. As you were sharing that, the thing that kept coming to my mind, and this has been something that God's dealt with me on as well, is that it's his kindness that brings us to repentance. And as you're yes. sharing that story of him revealing that place of bitterness and then giving you the strength to go through that, that that's just amazing um, yes, to, very much. to me. <laughs> As we move to the other end of the spectrum, we also like to hear about those times when God reveals something to us. You know, we have the challenge and God definitely revealed something to you in that, in that moment. But there are also times that aren't necessarily formed by tragedies where God reveals things to yeah. us. Would you mind sharing with us that one of those experiences in your life, whether it was something that was sort of like a shaft of light or if it was something that God revealed to you over time? Just take us back and share that with us.
1: Yes, um, actually, uh, when I decided to um, come to Indonesia and basically change my career path, <laughs> I woke up the next morning with an amazing hope in my heart and uh, that I had really not, not felt for a very long time, feeling like life was in front of me and not behind me, um, and uh as I started going around to different churches and and sharing and asking them to partner with me to come to Indonesia um, I realized that uh, that God had given me two dreams um, and I, I want to share those with you um, the first dream I was uh, I was in a body of water in a pool and I was um, I had almost drowned, but it was like God reached his hand and pulled me up out of the water, and then I was uh, I was walking, and all of a sudden, I walked into this big uh, hall, and it was a wedding reception, and I realized it was my wedding reception, but then I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I didn't get married. <laughs> and um, I was like, God, what in the world does that mean? And uh, God was just showing me that, um, you know, that was always the desire of my heart. That was always what I wanted, uh, what I thought ministry would look like, but that God's dreams are bigger than ours and that he knows our desires, but he brings us through them. And then I was walking and I was uh, just working at a at a counter counter, um, just doing ministry, just, you know, working as usual. And that was to symbolize, you know, me just doing ministry and going through things. But out of the corner of my eye were these huge oak doors. and um, And I kept looking at those doors and thinking, I wonder if I could go through those doors. What's on the other side of those doors? And then I remembered another dream that I had. I was walking through a field of uh of wheat and um like in North Dakota where, you know, there's just this field of wheat and it was ready to be harvested and my hands were just, um, over the top of the wheat and just brushing the top and just walking through there and just praying and, but all of a sudden all this wheat turned into children everywhere, like all around me, just hugging me and, um, and I picked one up and and hugged them and they. We're of all nationality they are from all over the world and uh, that's when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said um, that's what's beyond the door uh, realizing that I was just overwhelmed and um, that God would would do that but as we've been ministering and as we were doing our outreaches on uh, our outreach on Friday, um, I realized that the kids that we were ministering to were part of the, those kids I saw in my dream. So it was like seeing that come to pass on some scale.
0: Wow, that, that's amazing. I, I know I keep saying that, but just hearing what God does and hearing how he's worked in your life it, it is amazing. Now, with that, I do want to go ahead and move to the present day because I know that there's a lot going on. We've been talking about the past. We've been talking about challenges and struggles and revelation, but why don't you share with us something that has you excited right now? Maybe something that's currently going on in the ministry or maybe something that you see coming in the future.
1: Yes, um, uh, we, uh, Doris, Tim, and and I, um, they just opened up an English conversation center called the Peach Center. And it's where uh, individuals are um, invited to come and uh, use speak English and learn English. And through that, uh, we will uh, share the gospel with them. Um, every Saturday, uh, we are starting a, um, a kids club where we invite kids to come and, um, teach, uh, and teach the Bible and learn English, but also share the gospel with them. And this last week, my sister, uh, Doris taught the first one and we had, um, she had 18 kids, um, from different religions and, and, and nationalities and different, uh, which was very encouraging, and um, it's very exciting to see what God is going to do through this ministry.
0: Wow, I'm I'm just astounded again by that. <laughs> you know. Because because we're English speakers over here, I'm, I'm in the U.S., of course, we don't yes. always think of that as being an opportunity to share the gospel. But I know that locally I've worked with a ministry and that's one of the ways that they're able to minister to refugees is they share the gospel as part of teaching English. And so it's really cool that you're able to do that. Now, you're, you're overdoing some ministry. You're able to share the love of Christ in another culture, but not everybody who listens to this show is in that situation. In fact, most of the people who are listeners of this show are actually here in the States or well, primarily here in the States and are primarily ministering in the marketplace. What would you share with somebody if they expressed that they were starting to wonder if what they do in the marketplace really matters in the kingdom?
1: I am a firm believer that everything we do matters. (laughs) Um, you know, if God is at work in your life, uh, we are called to uh, minister to others. I've always taught uh, the kids that I have worked with that there are two kinds of people, those who don't know God, and those, those who do. And um, we are called to share Uh, the love of Christ with everyone around us um, and that we we all have a part. You know, I think of of the scripture where it talks about the body of Christ and how we all function and how we all have a part. And if one suffers, we all suffer. Um, I think it's sometimes the plan of the enemy to to make us think that what we just do, our everyday life is, is just, you know, mundane and we don't make a difference because God brings people in our lives every day. And it's our choice if we're going to hear his voice and minister to him, you just never know, um, what God is doing through your life. Um, but when I was, uh, Sharing with people, um, one thing that God really brought to my mind is that um, you know some of us He calls us to be hands and feet. Some of us He calls to be the heart, and some of us, you know, He calls um, to to be the legs and the arms. And uh, you know, when you financially support um, uh, and partner um, with somebody to minister in in another country, uh, you are like the arms and the legs because without you, they cannot go. They're like the hands and the feet that actually get to touch other people. And, uh, and so I started asking God, you know, so what is the heart? What, you know, what is the thing that makes it all breathe and and move? And God said, that's, that's like prayer. When you pray for a minute, um, when you pray for somebody ministering in another country, it's like you're speaking life into them. So, you know, even in in the little things like what we do, how we give, um, how we pray, uh, all of that matters.
0: Marianne thanks so much for sharing that. That's really meaningful and as you were sharing that it got me thinking and it's it's the perfect lead-in for the next question because many of the people who listen to this show are here in the US. They're already connected to a missionary. They're already giving. They already pray for people, but they might want to level up their game. From your experience now being out of the country for about a year and a half and, you know, ministering in a, in a full-time capacity before you left the states What's one thing that somebody could do if they really wanted to level up their game and really raise raise their support for somebody that they're already supporting?
1: Yeah, you know, uh, um, I think that you can always obviously... Crease your giving, but when I was thinking about this question, um, I thought about, you know, it's not how much that we think we can give, but how much we should give. Um, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. You know, we, we look at our, um, what we can give, and I've even done it and say, okay, I can, yes, I can afford this much. But I think sometimes God is asking us to sacrificially give. What is going to cost me something? What do I have to give up that God is asking me to in order to build his kingdom? Um, But I think also that, um, you know, sometimes I think we need to think about that, you know, we we maybe we give on a on a monthly basis a certain amount, but is there a project or something that the the um, people in that country are doing that uh, maybe we don't know about or that we could partner with them? Like um, uh, Doris and Tim are actually uh, building a uh, chapel there at, on on the campus, um, and. And that, you know, it needs it needs funding above and beyond what, what, what they need in support, you know. So there's always things like that um, that I think we can ask ourselves. Or, you know, is God calling us to communicate with those on the field and um, ask them, is there a personal need that you have? Is there something that I can give to you personally that maybe... Um, different than the the monthly support that somebody gives to them. And then I was also thinking about the prayer side of things. You know, sometimes we just casually pray, but maybe God is asking us to pray deeper, to ask for specific needs, and, um, and maybe even to set aside specific uh, time to pray Pray and fast for for uh, those individuals that they that they support and that God has laid on their heart to pray. You know, just to even go even deeper and to really pray for uh, each family because um, there is an amazing. There is so much that goes on that you do not see, and there is a lot of spiritual warfare that we do not even know that uh, people out in a different culture sharing the gospel have. And uh, prayer is so important. Even in my own life lately, I've really felt extreme, a lot of spiritual warfare just with everything that's going on. And I think the thing that has carried me through are people's prayers.
0: Wow, that's that's good. You no, know, I I asked for one, and you had like seven, seven. That's great. <laughs> so for so for somebody, you know, if you stopped by the first time, and this is the first time you've heard something like this, Marianne offered a lot of wisdom. You know, I've I've talked to um, over fifty people who are in some some semblance of a situation similar to hers, and these are the kinds of things that I hear over and over you know, pray specifically, increase your prayer. If you're giving, look for that opportunity to give more, look for an opportunity to be an advocate. She's sharing real wisdom here. With that, we are going to go ahead and transition to the speed round. And I think we're doing okay on time, but um, we'll want to keep these answers a little bit shorter uh, as we get into this. So what's one thing that you wish you would have known before you started out?
1: The language. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's great. That's not what you'd think, but yeah, it makes perfect sense. Looking back over the years, all of your years of ministry, what's one thing that you wish you would have done differently?
1: Um, looking at all my years of ministry, <laughs> um, I think really just believe and just start, to allow myself to believe that I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I don't think I, I really believed that. I just kind of went through the motions and thought, you know, God would never call me to do that. I'm just not strong enough for that. Or God would never do, you know, don't ever say never with God.
0: Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: Um, I think the this one was like, well, how do I narrow this down? <laughs> but I think the best advice I ever received was uh, when my youth pastor looked at me and said, you are not a quitter. I think, you know, it's important to never give up no matter what is in our life and to always remember that um, his strength is made perfect in our weakness.
0: Do you have uh, a personal habit, something that you do on a regular basis that you strongly believe contributes to what God's done in your life?
1: Um, Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, I believe that we need to constantly um, be searching ourselves and be honest with ourselves and that scripture, um, you know, search uh, search me, oh God, and uh, know my heart and see if there's any wicked way within me um that's what i a personal habit that i constantly do is just come before the lower lord and nothing is is ever off limits to always say okay god what needs to change in my life what do i need to do um how do i need to grow and uh what is it inside of me that needs to change
0: wow do you have an internet resource something that you use and could share with our listeners?
1: Um, like for for
0: yeah, something that you use for ministry or research a, a a cool tool, something that you've enjoyed using. Is there something that you use that fits into into that?
1: Not not that I am aware of. I mean, I use things as far as, like, children's ministry and such, but...
0: Okay, yeah. How about something that, you know, if somebody's listening and they're doing children's ministry, maybe there's something that you could share with them.
1: Uh, Yeah, like uh, Kids Ministries um, magazine uh, or Kidology or um, even, uh, like, Curriculum, like uh, Faith Case Through the Assemblies of God, things like that.
0: Okay. And do you have one book that you'd recommend for our listeners?
1: Yes. um, I would recommend The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson.
0: Okay. I haven't read that one yet, but I've read a couple of his other books and I really liked that, them. So that's that's good. And for those listening, uh, again, all of this stuff will be linked up in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Mary Ann Adams. So if you're driving to work or you're working out or something like that, don't try and text yourself while you're driving. Just stop by the show notes and I'll have it all linked up for you right there so you don't have to worry about that. Okay, Mary Ann. Now we've got just a few minutes left in this interview. We'd like to go a little bit deeper and learn a little bit of from your perspective. Maybe some ministry advice. This is our chance to learn from your experiences. What would you share with somebody who is living in the U.S. and they look up and they realize that their neighbors or their coworkers are from a, a country that we used to consider exotic, some place where you know you never even met somebody from there. What would you share with them?
1: You know, I would share with them that uh, God has placed them there for a reason and that uh, by divine appointment and that, you know, in every relationship that we build, we learn something and God uses to teach us something. And it's just amazing how the kingdom of God works, that we can even learn something from another culture.
0: Wow, that's good. I've got one last question. It might be a little bit tricky. So if you need to take a minute and think about it, imagine you woke up tomorrow morning. It's your first day ministering in a brand new country where you don't know anybody. You have your experience and your knowledge, your, your family's there with you. So you've got your, your sister and your brother-in-law, your food and your shelter are covered, but all you have that we might consider resources, are a laptop and $500 us. What do you do in the next seven days?
1: Well, I think first of all, you, um, you stop and you pray (laughs) and you seek God and you say, okay, Lord, what, why am I here? And what do you have for me? Um, and then I think you start, you research where you're at, of course, and uh, the culture there. And then I t- think you take a step of faith and you um, start stepping out and try to uh, meet people and, uh, and uh, especially start learning the language and figuring things out and uh, figure out how how to how to reach people and how to communicate and. Um, relationships.
0: That's good. Now we're almost done, Marianne. Would you share with us just one last piece of advice and the best way for someone to connect with you? Then we'll say goodbye.
1: Okay. (laughs) Um, I would say it's, it's never too late to grasp the dream that God has for your life. Uh, that uh, God, you know, no matter where you are, no matter if you feel stuck, no matter if you just feel like you're going through the motions, sometimes uh, we we allow we think the dream that is in our was in our heart is dead, but we need to let God resurrect it, and we just never know what He's going to do. I think that's what faith really is all about—just saying, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen but he's God and he knows. And so all I need to do is just follow that in my life.
0: Okay. And is there a way for people to connect with you?
1: Uh, yeah, you can connect with me on Facebook Okay. or, or you could connect with me by email. Um, I was also going to say that, uh, I do have a, um, like a private group where I post things. If they would want to be a part of that group, um, they can either email me or let me know on Facebook so that I can invite them to that.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's great. I I really do appreciate that. Okay. And for, for those listening, we will have all of that linked up in the show notes as well. I guess I should ask, is it okay if I link that up in the show notes? Yes,
1: that's fine. Okay.
0: Yeah. So we will link those up. And I didn't presume. So yay for me. Um, now, Marianne, thanks uh-huh. so much for being with us, for putting up with my personality tonight. I really can't tell you how much I appreciate your time and your <laughs> generosity. That's all the time that we had with Mary Ann Adams. For me, it was really cool to connect with her because not only is she connected to the church that I grew up in, but also I'm connected to her as part of the body of Christ. Because we're all part of the same body, we're connected to the work that she's doing in Indonesia. As I mentioned during the recording, if you're interested in checking out any of the resources, you'll find those in the show notes at engagingmissions.com slash Mary Ann Adams or slash 55 as in episode 55. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have a question or a comment, maybe something that you agree with, maybe something that you don't agree with, you're certainly welcome to leave that in the comments on the show notes, again, at engagingmissions.com slash Adams, Or if you'd like to, you can certainly send me an email. You can send that to feedback at engagingmissions.com. I read all of those emails myself, and I'd be glad to hear from you. Also, if you would be interested, I'd love it if you'd leave a comment, maybe a rating or a review in iTunes. Not only does your subscription help there, but your comments, your ratings, your reviews, those all help other people find the show. People that might be interested in stories like the story of God working in Marianne's life. And your comment might be the thing that helps somebody understand that this is a show that they might be interested in. And of course, as always, whether this is your first time here, whether you're connected to Marianne and you stopped by to hear what God's been doing in her life, or whether you've been subscribed since the very beginning, I can't tell you how happy I am that you're here. It means a lot to know that you've stopped by, that you've taken some time to hear about what God's doing in Marianne's life. So again, thanks so much for being here. I really do hope and pray that God is working powerfully in your life, that what Marianne shared is calling you higher, that what she shared is providing inspiration or perhaps the answer to a question that you've been facing, that you're receiving as much as you're able to, to receive through what she's been doing. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Missions Show. You can find more great content like this along with the show notes by visiting engagingmissions.com. Or you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes by visiting engagingmissions.com slash iTunes. Audio editing for this program was provided by Jeff Butterworth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.